all I, all I'm really all I'm really looking forward to for this Grizzlies um, season is to see if I get my media credentials or not. Yeah, you applied, yeah, right? Definitely applied. Definitely. Even though our website's not active. Website's not active now, um, but. Might be a I knew that it wasn't going to be a one-day turnaround on the media credential application. I gave a stellar review of No Easy Buckets, but stellar. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we could. I think we could. We'd have to like know somebody on the inside. Like maybe if Walker or Chris was able to get us like in touch with the PR person, we could. Like they could, you know what I'm saying? If Rose or could get us on there. <laughs> Roser, yeah. Hey, his buddy, his roommate or whatever. We got to get him on the pod. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's the main thing we're worried about, obviously. Uh, getting our media credentials. But, dude, we've been blowing up about this all day. Uh, by the way, I'm, uh, this is Jacob. I'm joined by Blake. It's a No Easy Buckets podcast. This is basically, this is like Grizzly-specific episode. We're letting our... our uh, our hometown takes come out in this one and dude damn it perfectly titled our, our front office is yeah perfectly front perfectly titled wtf are the grizzlies yeah. doing it's a it's a it's a very valid question because i yeah. wish i knew yeah i mean we got the news today that uh the ro- we had to the roster had to be cut down we had to lose i think two players that were on the roster uh, on the big on the big roster and uh, so a lot of questions been going around. It's been that way for a couple of weeks now. So it's been a lot of speculation going back and forth. We found out today it was Wade Baldwin was uh, one of the ones cut, and Rade uh, Zagorach or Zagorach or however you know Pete Pranica wants yeah, to pronounce it. I was about to it. say, get, uh, <laughs> however Hasseltine wants to yeah. wants to put him. Play. Yeah, exactly. I say Zagorach because Zagorach just is like no, that's not happening. But anyway, both of, the, both of those guys were. Uh, draft picks in the 2016 draft and if y'all are trying to do the math in your head (laughs) this year is 2017 2017, last year was 2016 so that means one full season after um after that we've given one season's worth of evidence and we've cut two of our highest draft picks we also drafted deontay davis in the early second round of that draft uh, similar to how we did this year where we traded into the second round for two second-round picks. Well, Wade was this number 17 overall pick right outside the lottery, was rumored to be a lottery pick by a lot of teams, um, dropped a little bit, but he was consensus top 20 pick, top 15 pick, like without a doubt. Like he was he was a first-round pick by on everybody's board. Um, well, we, we gave up on him. Rade came over here. We just signed him from, like, Serbia. He's been with Megalex, and he plays a couple of games. I mean, I was actually on board with the cut for him, but just because you know you don't, they shouldn't, have, they should shouldn't have brought him over and given him a full time contract. Uh, and that may have been what they had to do, but but man, we disagree on Wade. <laughs> you can't, you can't do, you can't yeah. do that. You can't give up on a first round draft pick after the the following season. Like it's just you can't do that. It's you can you can admit defeat, and I'm all about admitting when you're wrong. Because right. like as as a, a front office, you're not you're never gonna get it 100 percent right all the time. But no. But one season. 
Yeah, and it's not even that. It's not like this is the thing. It, and 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 there's there's a lot of takes out there, especially on Twitter about Wade and uh, Wade Baldwin the fourth, to be exact. The fourth. Um, yeah, the fourth. Uh, was it Ivy? Um, I'm not sitting here saying that Wade, by far and away, should have been the pick for our roster. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying that it was, you know, a no-brainer to keep him. I'm not even saying that technically it was the wrong. I mean, I, my, my personal opinion and our personal opinion, I would have kept Wade over Andrew Harrison specifically. But I'm not even – my biggest gripe, honestly, is not even with the actual decision. Now, I do disagree. I, I think that the Andrew and Andrew and Wade is not that big. And I think that you have to hold on to your first-round pick and give him another year to develop. And it's a third-string point guard minutes. I don't think that – You don't give up. You don't, I, you're you're you don't. splitting hairs. You're yeah. splitting hairs over somebody that's going to play less than 10 minutes a game. And why not go with the person you spent more money on and you invested a high draft pick in? I, but, I mean, I, but some people see things in Harrison that I don't, and I'll admit that. But it's just – You don't you – don't. My thing is, you don't like just expanding on. You don't give up Wade Baldwin after, after a season. Mm-hmm. You, you you hit it right on the head. It's a third string point guard minutes. So you you do you yeah. do the math there. You're not getting a ton of minutes. And no. Andrew Harrison, it's he's hit his ceiling. We know whatever, whatever I, ceiling that is. Andrew Harrison's hit it. He he's he is who he is. He's, he's never he's he won't get exponentially better by any means. He's shown he's shown some defensively that. That Wade hasn't, which we thought Wade would be able to do right away with his with his measurements, be able to come in and play perimeter defense. He hasn't shown that, but Andrew has. And but I mean, he spent a full year in the D League, was getting all the minutes in the D League that he wanted. Really good minutes. Um, he played more minutes than Wade last year in the pros. When that was there wasn't there was probably less of a difference between them last year than there is right now, and. Now I'm I'm just an Andrew Harrison. I'm not an Andrew Harrison fan. Not, nothing personal. Just I don't like his game. I don't. His body language isn't good. I just don't really. He's not going to win any games for you, in my opinion. Good moments. He had some good moments in the playoffs where he played hard. And and I'm not like I said. I'm not attacking the guy's, t- you know, character or anything. It's just I don't know. My thing like <laughs> we've 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 missed on so many first round draft picks. You're just deciding to give up on him. And, and this is the thing. This is probably my number one gripe is that people are praising our front office for having the guts. This and this is 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 this is what just grinds my gears more than anything is you're basically praising someone whose job is to evaluate talent at an NBA level and give us the best shot at winning a championship. And you're praising them for being able to admit that they royally screwed up last year with two like top 40 top 50 picks not to mention that we don't have many of those going forward we've really just nearly just given those away for salary dumps and things like that so we're just completely discarding it saying oh we had to make this decision you know it's a tough one but we don't want to we want to admit that we made the wrong it's like you're in you're it's an indictment on yourself that you made a terrible choice, you and that you, you can't do that as a front aren't office. fit to do that. How many times are you going to let it? Ha- like we, like the stat was today. I mean, a couple of stats out here. John Roser on the Chris Vernon Show podcast. The f- that of the, f- I think it's fifteen or seventeen, with including the two two-way players of the seventeen players on our opening day roster, we have five first-round picks. Five. Two of those were actually drafted by us. 
the others, Ben McLemore was a discard that nobody that they didn't want the the uh, his drafting team didn't want to extend him, and no one was offering offering him much more than the above the um, you know what minimum was it, five million minimum, dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was like some kind of mid level exception type money. We have Tyreek Evans and Brandon Wright. Brandon Wright is a bench big man that's never been a consistent starter in the league, and that's what he is. Yeah, he's super athletic and can and can rim run, but he's not a starter. Can we? Can we? Tyreek Evans has been often injured, and he was just you know he was a he was a top pick based off of his college days. He's probably you know the besides Mike Conley the most justifiable one there. That's what. Yeah, pick. I was just. And, pick. I was just. And we've, he's, uh, he hasn't played a game for us. No, he hadn't played a game at all. Not one game. It, it, that, out of the past. <laughs> We haven't offered a second contract to one of our first-round picks since Mike Conley. Ten years ago. Mike Conley. Ten years ago. 2007. Jarrell Martin still hasn't made it there. He looks like he's on the roster for the – Yeah, I mean, I feel like he barely made the cut. He was – people thought he was gone a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So what are we like? What so we're giving them prop? We're giving Wallace and Hollinger and them props on Stefanski and all them props on making the tough decision and and being and, and sucking up and saying you know what we made a mistake. Well, okay, you've also made a mistake last year and the year before and the year before that and with the trade for Mo, for Maurice Spates that you gave up a first round to the Cavs for no reason at all just to save a little money, save a little cash, and that was last year's first round pick. And like, what are you like? You also traded a first round pick to Boston for the two seconds that you got last year, and that was uh, Deontay Davis and Rade Zagorac, one of the ones that you cut. And Deontay Davis hasn't looked like he can even be on the court right now. No. Are you, are you are admitting that you that you made a mistake? But when are you going to be held accountable? Who's who's Who, holding these guys accountable? Who's that's holding? What I, that's what my question. Who's who's holding Chris Wallace accountable? I, I mean. You name name a single a single thing outside of you know letting Tony Allen and Zach Randolph go. I mean we shouldn't have we shouldn't have given those guys what what they what they got with the Pelicans and the Kings. But no. name, name something that Chris Wallace has done in the front and that front office has done that is you know noteworthy. I mean, they've tried to make deals. They've tried to make moves. They've I mean yeah acquired they, Courtney Lee. It's like. Tell they me, did tell, the Jeff Green trade, which was a bad trade. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You, as a small market NBA team, and and Memphis is considered one of the smallest market NBA teams, in my opinion. You yeah. you cannot rely solely on trades. You have to no, draft. You, can't you have to you have to you have to be able to evaluate and draft talent. And a small market team has to like way more than other teams rely on drafts because. You can't. You're not a free agent destination. The we our, our two biggest free agents have been Mike Gasol, with Mark Gasol, which took a decided to stay home because they've been played here their entire careers, and you know that if we'd have been screwed if that didn't happen. And there was rumors that both of them were going to leave. Chandler Parsons was the other big name that we were, and that he was a big name. He was getting max offers from other teams. Yeah, he got a max that offer from Portland. Out. Right, that is not panned out. He's so he's, a, he's a ninety-four million dollar bench player right now. He's starting right. off the season on the right. bench. So I mean, you can't get free agents. You we've just destroyed our draft. We've just thrown our future picks away. You have to develop talent, and we have developed a lot of undrafted and second-round talent. People like Jamichael Green, players Wayne, like uh, Wayne, yeah, 
Wayne Selden, who's hoping to play a lot this year. You know, Gasol was Mark Gasol was a second round pick. So you've got you the coaching. But see, this is also the thing: the coaching staff has is most to most to credit for that. And we've had good coaching. You know, Dave Yeager, say what you will, he was a good coach. He had a good coaching staff. Fizdale the same way. Hollins was good. It you know it is that's what that is. But now first round first round picks in the NBA are supposed to be players that come in and immediately make an impact. Immediately. It's not the NFL. It's not, you know, baseball where they stay in the minors. It's not the NFL where they have to come in and play behind the starter and learn the playbook in certain positions. If they're supposed to immediately come in, especially players in the top 20, like Wade Baldwin, and, like and players Baldwin. like Jordan. Like, there's been players that have been picked right after us over and over again that are, that are you know, second contract players now, max contract players now. You know, Kyle Lowry was a player we picked and gave up on, and, you know, he's a – Max contract player two times over, Rodney Hood, players like that. Where Draymond Green, who came in and worked out for us, like I just I don't know. I mean, we get we I mean, spend so much time complaining about these guys. We, we we really could, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm a huge Grizzlies fan. I'm a season ticket holder. It's uh, I don't think I could like the Grizzlies even more. And I think that every single not every single one of our roster moves. I mean, I don't get me wrong. From what we could have gotten on the free agent market this year. I, th- I mean, I think we, we did as well as we could have with Ben McLemore. I think what, a, yeah. what are our notable additions? We got Tyreek Evans, Mario Chalmers. Uh, I know we got Dylan Brooks and Ivan Rabb in the draft. Yeah. And- That's another one where we traded into we traded into this draft uh, to take two players. This is the Chris Wallace special. If you were, if you were rumored to be a first-round draft pick or a lottery pick and you didn't get picked where you were supposed to be, he's just – whether or not he's evaluated you at all, he had, whether he's seen a clip whatsoever, he's going to go after you. Like Deontay Davis, Wade Baldwin, Jordan, like all these players. Ivan Rabb was – you know, the year before, if he comes out his freshman year, was talked about as a, as a lottery pick. He – I, that's the only, or if you go to Kansas, those two things, like you either uh, <laughs> your draft stock fell last minute first went to Kansas, or you went to Kansas, and that's that's his draft analysis. Like, does he? Do you do you even think he does a draft analysis? Do you think the like the front office does draft analysis, or you go in on draft day and you're like, damn, this guy's name sounds awesome. Like Wade Baldwin, the fourth dude, the fourth. <laughs> let's get it. I mean, obviously they do, but like from our history, I wouldn't be able to for sure tell you. <laughs> Like, hey, let's uh, let's go back on let's go back on the uh, the whole. We haven't given a second contract to yeah. a, a a free or a, a first rounder mm-hmm. at, like since what Mike Conley. Like yeah. I think anybody in the Memphis area could do at least the same, if not a better job. Like I could go in there and evaluate ta- evaluate talent for the Memphis Grizzlies and probably do. I mean, well, hell, the last ten years do just as good. Shit, yeah. it's Jordan Adam, Jordan Adams. Um, Wade Baldwin. I mean, who who all notable have we drafted? I can't name them. I'm pulling it up just now, but it's just been oh wow, that came up really quick and it's doesn't look good. Um, Please tell me it's very. It doesn't bad. have all the picks listed here that was traded. Um, players like Deontay Davis, but we drafted 2015 Jarrell Martin. He's barely made the roster. Jordan Adams barely. was 2014. He was Horrendous. cut before we get was before he was offered an extension. Never, never played actual minutes. Never really, really played minutes at all. The 2013, we had <laughs> Jamal Franklin. He was a second round pick. He was a second round pick. Joffrey Laverne and Giannis Timma. Uh, Laverne's still in the league, but he's a 10 minute a game 
rotation big at most. 2012 was Tony Roten, who was another hyped pick that was super athletic, but really was super, super raw and never played. He's he's bounced around the league. He's played he played when the uh, for the Sixers when they were trash. He's never never done anything. Uh, Josh Selby, early second round out of Kansas, out of Kansas, summer league never never panned out. Xavier Henry, Xavier. We had three first round picks in 2010. Three first round. That was How? seven years ago. Seven years ago, they would be in the middle of their second contract right now. Xavier Henry, Dominique Jones, and Gravis Vasquez. Gravis Vasquez, we we got rid of him in the I think it was the Rudy Gay trade maybe, and he was the best out of all of those guys. Yeah, out of everyone you just yeah. mentioned, yeah, out of everyone you just mentioned, yeah. Gravis Vasquez's name is is he's been in the league and done the most meaningful right time in the league. And I mean, yeah. it's just that's horrendous. It's, it's that's garbage. so bad. Yeah, and we. We drafted Hashim Thabit instead of Curry and Harden and all those guys. That was that was the in twenty nine we two thousand nine. We actually drafted Damari Carroll, didn't let him play that many minutes, and shipped him out before he was able to hit his prime in Atlanta. So that was another pick we gave up on. Something similar that I think is going to happen with you know other players like uh, you know Wade Baldwin. I do think he's going to land somewhere. You know Kevin Love the year before that we traded for OJ Mayo, and then you get back to Conley and Calafari was right before Mike Conley. And <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, I mean, it's a, running been, it's a running It's a He's been there since 20, 2007. His Conley was Mike Conley. He's been there so since all 20, of, 2007. Okay, outside of Mike Conley, every, every single person that he's drafted has been awful, basically, essentially. Yeah, yeah I mean, he traded every, Kevin Love for O.J. Mayo, who bounced around and never, never really got minutes with us because of the type of team we were. That was the only other marquee name. Everybody else has been bad. Now, granted, these aren't top ten picks. Obviously, but, we were making but. the playoff run. But every like, the thing was, my my problem was when you're a playoff team, when you're a consistent playoff team like we were, and we had a certain style. Draft players that are either you're going to give time to develop. Or that you know can come in and play right away and fit with your scheme, and we've never done that. We've always tried to hit home runs at like pick number twenty-six. It's like Tony Roten and stuff like that. It's like, is he going to come in and help you, or are you just like, is he a project? It's like if you believe if you're going to give him the minutes and, and give him the time to develop, then yeah. But they don't, they don't do that. Our past coaches wouldn't give you, you know, Dave Yeager notoriously wouldn't play as young guys. He wouldn't even play Jordan Adams when he was healthy when he showed promise. So. It was a disconnect between the front office and this coaching staff for several years there. I mean, we were making the playoffs, so nobody cares about it. But he's been here for 10 years. He's, you know, on the coattails of those playoff runs. I don't think you can, you know, I don't know. It. It's hard to, I mean, like, people on the outside that don't really know the history of Memphis would be like, oh, well, why are you up? So why would you want to get rid of your general manager? You've made the playoffs this many years. And it's like, you got to understand that that's literally veteran talent only it, well think think about it like this think about it like this you can't keep playing for the five to eight seed and and expect to do anything we've we've never made uh the playoffs as a seed higher than a five and uh, you can't you can't expect to compete on a real level with with not being able to draft we're like you were saying we're not going to get people in free agency it, it just so happens that that we did land um Chandler Parsons we had to yeah. give him a max contract to do so, right. but you can't keep you can't keep playing from for the five to eight seed and expect to be able to compete on a national level. You've got I mean, it's to just not gonna you've happen. got to evaluate players pre-draft, 
You've got to bring those guys in. You've got to get players that are franchise champ. I'm not saying you have to hit on every one of your draft picks. You have to hit on something, though. You can't. You have to hit on something. You can't lead. Like, look at this team right now. Now, I, like, you're not as high on them as me, but you know, I still think I'm we're going to make a solid playoff team. You're more towards the we're going to miss the playoffs. You know, you know, nine to nine to ten seed type deal. Yeah. Okay, what if it does go that way? What if we do? Well, yeah, well, let's, yeah, let's. What if one of those yeah, guys? Let's talk, like, best worst case scenario. Yeah. What? Where are we at long term? What is the? What are? What are the? Uh, who do we have on our team that's like? Oh, well, you know what? The 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 playoff streak is over. You know, Mike and Mark. You know, they look a little overmatched. You know, but but thank God we have this rookie or this second year player that's coming up in the in the wanes waiting to take take hold. Who is that? No, we don't have one. Nobody. Uh, we don't, we don't have we don't have anybody on our team right now that after Mike and or Mark leave. No, we've built our we team can, to compete we, we can in this that, moment. Yeah. We've put yeah. all our chips in to compete at this moment, which I don't. It, look, I understand. I don't think you shouldn't do that. You are a playoff team. I'm not saying you should tank like the Sixers. It's a different type of deal there. But think but about you it. Have think, to, like think you about you it. Have like, to be able to do two things at one time. You can't. But only go all in and not. In the Grizzlies' perspective, you're not. You don't have LeBron James. You're not in a big market. You can't always go in and not have any type of backup plan. Why? Well, think about it like this. Think about it like this. We're you say we're a playoff team and we should, you know, make make every effort to compete now. But let's say you make it at a five to an eight seed. Who are you playing at that point in the playoffs? The Golden State, the Spurs, Houston, the Thunder. You're gonna get swept. Well, now, but. I understand that. Like I'm not, but I'm. I'm also saying that from a but from our current, perspective, in the, in the, you should try to win a championship, situation. but uh, but understand that finishing should, in the playoff, being a playoff team and competing in the playoffs, like we do every year that we make it, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's a success. I'm not saying that you have to. Like, you should strive to win a championship, but my thing is they're not doing like they're they're setting themselves up to have a tremendous drop off like they're setting themselves up to as soon as it looks a little bit bad it's going to go downhill fast and that's that's what i'm trying to say you're supposed to guard yourself against you know have some have some uh some bench players some young guys that are waiting in there i I just i don't know you have to have some awareness you have to have some awareness to be to to be able to realistically look at your team look of the current state of the West and say, well, shit, we're not going to be Golden State, the Spurs, Houston, or the Thunder, or whoever you want to throw in to that four seed. And you, if you want to throw the Trailblazers in there, fine. If you want to throw, I mean, it's 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 doing they, things. It's doing yeah. things like deciding to sign players like Matt Barnes instead of letting Jordan Adams get minutes. It's things like yeah. signing Ryan Hollins and cutting other young players like James Ennis a couple years ago. It's things like that. It's not like I, I understand you're trying to compete in the moment, but those players aren't winning games for you. That's it like, sounds like you're it, not you're not choosing that- Mike Conley over James Ennis. You're choosing Ryan Hollins over James Ennis for the theoretical idea that Ryan Hollins might kind of help you more in the moment. That, that that's that's the decisions that I'm upset about is choosing Mediocre veteran choosing talent to, over young not players. to develop. Yeah, choosing not to develop yeah. and choosing to marginalize and, and, and overextend your current veterans. That's my thing. It's like, and Dave yeah. Yeager was bad about that. You know, he was the we finally got Ennis. I mean, I'm not a huge Ennis fan, but James Ennis should have been playing a lot more minutes for us before last year. 
and you know he was a he was an athletic wing that could shoot a little bit and could he could guard and it's like he should have been playing that that the year before that he was the year before he was and that's that's my main gripe i mean we can sit here and complain all day i was about but. to say let's do let's uh let's talk best worst case um so they are projected vegas has them as a 37.5 37 and a half over under where where okay best case scenario worst case scenario i think you're gonna go you can touch on the, yeah. the best case and i'll i'll probably try i'll, I'll touch on the <laughs> well, worst well we each do our like my best case scenario and this is best case scenario like you have to it's an asterisk there it's literally best case best case scenario is that we win upwards of 45 to 48 games and we're competing for the the five to six seed you know obviously the four seed would be a gift that's not gonna we don't even we've never even been the four seed realistically the five to six seed is the best case scenario winning somewhere between 45 and 48 games and being up there and having the chance to uh have a, a more favorable first round playoff matchup against a four seed you know like the you know like a you know maybe a oklahoma city thunder or somebody like that i'm not saying that we'd win that series or anything that's best case scenario for me worst case scenario is that we suffer an injury or it comes out and it looks like that wow this this combination of players was the bad was a, the wrong decision and we win somewhere between 35 and 40 games and we miss the playoffs that i i still like to me even if we have a bad season i still think the 37 and a half games the over is still the bet that's just me but that's my best and worst case. Worst case is you're like the last, the second, you know, the ninth or the tenth team in the playoff race. Best case scenario, you're the fifth seed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little bit more negative than you. That's fine. On, on the, embrace yeah. the debate. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, look, okay, let me, let me, for the record, for the record, I love our team. I love, okay, maybe not all of our team. I love, I love Mike. I love <laughs> the addition that of, of Mario. Wayne Selden, I, I think he's an incredible talent, undrafted. I mean, it's insane. I think best case scenario, best case scenario, you limp in as a 7-8 seed, uh, anchored by Mike Conley having the best season of his career. And I think, and I hate it for Mike Conley because I do think he's, he might have the best season of his career just because he's coming off an incredible, an incredible offseason. Um, best case scenario, 7-8 seed, Mike Conley has the best season of his career. Gasol continues to be really versatile. I know that a couple of years ago he was shooting like maybe not even one three a game. Now he's averaging four mm-hmm. a game, I think. I think he's going to yeah. shoot more so, this year too. I think he's probably go around four to five. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Best case, best you're case, playing, seven, you're playing pro- best um, case is like forty to forty-five wins, like four, like like last year, like forty-two or forty-three wins is like best case. Okay. Yeah, best case scenario, we yeah we have the the forty-two to forty-five win season. Um, worst case scenario, and I feel like it's trending worst case. Um, and I'm not saying that any of this is going to happen, but worst case scenario, you you win 30, 33, 35 games, and at the trade deadline, you're forced to contemplate and or even trade yeah, Mike Remark because yeah, you got to trade one of your stars because and I and I don't even want to say for draft <laughs> yeah. picks because. As we recently talked about, we are we, we can't we, and we'd probably get first rounders and then we would come back draft day and trade uh, like a couple future firsts for thirty seven seconds. But I mean, I think worst case yeah. scenario we're talking about 
33 to 35 wins, and I think it's trending. I think it's trending worst case. I'm definitely, if I had to go over under right now, I'm definitely going. Yeah, under and I mean, I, like I said, I, that's not my take, but I completely the the valid points. You know, I do think if it does hit on your worst case scenario, and we're that far out of the playoff race, and it's looking like we need to trade players away, I think that I, this is more 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 than a more of a hope than a I think. Um, but I think I hope that we would be making front office changes along with that. You know, there is stuff surrounding our ownership. You know, Para, he's an absentee owner. He's never there. Doesn't really make many comments about the team. That doesn't seem to really care about what's going on. I mean, I'm making generalizations there. I don't know the guy. But we also have another group of minority owners that, that have tried, you know, thinking about buying him out. Things are going on. But if I think that especially if the season goes bad, he probably maybe he his hand gets forced on the sell of our team or something. And maybe we have a midseason sale or some kind of rumblings where he makes a move or puts some more pressure on Chris Wallace. I mean, it's because they're not getting it done right now. And they're just, they're really, I, I wouldn't want this front office to be in charge of a rebuild. That is the last thing I want. You know, if it comes down to it and you have to rebuild and you have to get rid of your stars, I'm not going to, you know, be the guy holding on to their, their, their shoes while we drag them out the door. But don't let this front office co- collection of people do your rebuild. I just think we're headed for another seller, seller being seller dwellers. You know, if we do that, so that's our best and worst case. That's kind of our take on the Grizzlies. Um, if there's, any, you mean, if, I don't want to cut you off if you have anything else you wanted to say, but um, I just, I mean, hey, I just, I, I mean, I just looked up the, the valuation of the Grizzlies, and I mean, the if Robert Perry decided to sell the team, we're, we're, I mean, I think we're valued at seven hundred eighty million. So I, I mean, think they would get a billion. I, I th- well, if they sold it completely to think... somebody that wanted to own a huge majority of it, I think they'd get a billion just because of the yeah. value of owning a you know it's only thirty teams. I th- well, keep in mind, like Pair paid three seventy seven for the team, yeah. so I mean you're doubling your money well, yeah, away. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he doesn't own; he owns like twenty something percent though, so or twenty eight percent. I don't think he owns. It's 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 weird. It's a weird situation because it's divided between so many people. It's. It's so it's 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 hard to understand. I mean, he is the majority, but yeah, he would make his money back. And uh, but I th- that's and you know they also said if we get sold, there it could be somebody that wanted to relocate us. But uh, I don't know. That's that's another conversation. But another conversation for another day. But that that is our yeah. take on the Memphis yeah, Grizzlies. we're gonna we're gonna continue um, recording here in a minute uh, on the Western Conference over unders. We wanted to get that those, those screams out of the way because we've been texting about it all day and. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that I, you know, guys like the, you know, uh, Anthony Sane and Cam Rose who do the the Outsiders podcast, the local Memphis guys that, you know, they were all over, you know, getting rid of Wade. And I understand. I mean, they have they have great opinions on it and great takes on it. And I I understand that. I'm I come from a different angle on the Wade Baldwin thing, but that they would also agree that the front office doesn't know what they're doing. And in and, and, and the grand scheme of things, that's what we want to fix. You know, I'm not going to sit here and cry over Wade Baldwin being cut more than one day. But the the grant the 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 overarching theme is that the front office is does cannot make good evaluations on first round draft to talent, and that's how you win in the NBA is top end talent. And I was going to go through all these teams that are playoff contenders and that are better than us and how many first-round picks they have on their roster, but that wasn't too much for the podcast. But teams like Boston have like 10 first-round picks on their roster. Like it's, it's insane. Like You can't compete with teams like that without first-round picks. 
So, anyway, uh, that's the that's it for this segment. Uh, this will come out right at the same time as the Western Conference. So uh, check it out. But uh, for you know, appreciate it, Blake. Yeah. Hey, hit us hit us up on Twitter. No Slide easy buckets. Uh, but anyways, guys, no easy buckets. Peace. <laughs>